Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our show. Today, I'm excited to discuss about branding, why you need to build your brand, how to create brand awareness, and many other questions we will ask Clint Hankinson. How are you? Great. How are you, Anatoly? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm excited to learn more about branding uh, because uh, I'm struggling to uh, create my personal brand. Uh, and uh, of course, uh, I want to get more uh, engagement with my uh, company. Uh, and uh, my audience uh, loves learning about branding because uh, uh, I think, yeah, it's uh, uh, yeah, it's uh, some fight, you know, to get brand awareness. Okay, uh, before we start, introduce a little bit about yourself, your background. Yes, yes. So I'm currently with uh, Emory Solutions. We're a, a, a new company uh, based in in uh, Arkansas, and so we're a we're a tech company that's focused on uh, data insights, uh, software development, and digital marketing. Uh, my background is uh, marketing, so it's digital marketing. It's the past twenty plus years I've been in. It's like a lot of people's careers, it's not been a straight line. Uh, I've worked in nonprofits, worked in for-profits. I've had my own startup before. Um, I have worked with small businesses, medium-sized businesses, uh, higher education. So it's it's kind of crazy. It kind of runs the gamut. But, but yeah, that's really my background is just um, helping organizations to, to build their brand and to communicate better who they are and what they uh, what value they bring to their audience. Okay, uh, before we start with the main topic, uh, can you reply me to the question why uh, marketers uh, are working with uh, non-profits? You know, uh, what type of benefits they can get because uh, I often get this question uh, from uh, my audience. Uh, uh, I have propositions to work uh, for uh, non-profit uh, companies. They don't pay me? Uh, do I need to do it? Uh, what's the main reason why they need to do it or not? Sure. It's a great question. Yeah, I would say the main reason uh, for working with a nonprofit is is their mission. Mm -hmm. you know, is their mission something that you believe in and that you want to invest your life in? Um, and if it is, then you may need to take a pay cut to, to do that. But, you know, all of us want to make an impact with our lives and with our careers. So some people do that in the private sector and others do that uh, working with nonprofits. So if the mission is is close to your heart and something you want to pursue and that team is uh, is strong and will value the the um, the uh, offerings that you bring to that team, then certainly consider it. Oh, yeah, got it, got it. Okay, let's start with branding. Uh, you know, uh, uh, I have two opinions. Uh, what to build first, uh, brand name or uh, great products? Uh, because some marketers proclaim you need to build uh, brand awareness even uh, without products. Because when you have a loyal audience, you can sell them uh, and uh, create these products or sell other products. Or uh, it's better to start with uh, creating uh, awesome products uh, uh, 
for example, Elon Musk uh, <laughs> created Tesla and yeah, uh, and uh, has built brand awareness. What do you think? Which way is better? Well, he's a great um, he's a great example too because his career has been about creating solutions to help people, um, <clears throat> whether that's PayPal, whether that's um, uh, Tesla. He's he's looked to innovate and to try and not only solve problems, but to um, create some things that people couldn't could never have dreamed of. Um, so I would say his his focus has been a lot about the customer and how to how to serve them, how to make them successful. So, you know, I would I would recommend building uh, products, building services to help your audience. Um, I think a, maybe a bit of an example on the other side, if you're just thinking about building brand, building an audience without without uh, offering products and all that, you're, you're kind of just making yourself a celebrity, I guess, just sort of a, hey, you know, I'm famous. So now that I'm famous, I want you to, to, uh, to buy my stuff, but really to the best way to be famous is to be a, a hero to your customers, to be providing them solutions and answers. So yeah, I would start around your customer and build things to, to really make them successful. Yeah, yeah, great example. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And uh, it's interesting about Elon Musk uh, that um, uh, his personality uh, and uh, uh, willingness to work hard. Uh, uh, once I read uh, information that he didn't take vacation from 2000 when uh, he got uh, um, sick in Africa, uh, some dangerous sick and uh, traveling, skip uh, vacations. But yeah, he, he has built his name. Uh, okay, uh, let's talk about um, creating brand awareness. Uh, for example, um, uh, if someone uh, tell you, I have, uh, I want to start my startup uh, and I have great products. Uh, and uh, yeah, the next step, how to create brand awareness, what to do first. Wow. <clears throat> so yeah, that's a common, common challenge for, for all startups. So, I mean, there's so many, so many things. I think first you need to, to have your kind of your identity set up. So it would be a website and, um, social channels, platforms that, that you want to focus on and, and some people like to take on multiple platforms at the same time, whether that's LinkedIn, Facebook, um, uh, TikTok, all these others. Of course, it's always best to focus on one or two, do those really well, and then kind of expand as you're able. But but yes, I would I would kind of create your home base. Uh, so so uh, your website, <clears throat> and certainly depending on what kind of business you're in. Uh, where is your audience uh, more likely to hang out? So that could be LinkedIn. It could be Facebook. You know, it could be both. So set up your, your, um, your identity there. And, and I think once you've got that, you start showing how you, you solve problems <clears throat> and you really focus in on your, on your audience. So you can educate kind of around your topic. Mm -hmm. So you can create videos, you can create articles, um, to, to help your audience um, be successful in whatever it is that the, the kind of the realm that you're, you're working in. 
Uh, so it's content. So for example, like LinkedIn, you can certainly share uh, posts and, and videos, but you can also comment and engage on other people's content. And so you can, you can build your brand that way uh, by giving advice and by engaging. That's, it's a fantastic way for people who have never heard of you to get to know you. Um, you you're just establishing a relationship. So I think that those are really the first steps. Um, uh, and of course, that's assuming you already already know what products you're offering, you know, who your audience is and all those things. Those are priority. Once you know those, build your your identity, your platforms, and just start helping. You know, you you unhided my loving strategy to comment on other posts. <laughs> you know, when someone asked me how you can build your audience on LinkedIn, I, I reply to them. Uh, I comment a lot. I comment a hundred times a day on uh, influencers' posts, and um, uh, it helps to uh, take their followers because uh, people love when um, they get some valuable insights. Uh, by the way, it doesn't work if you uh, comment uh, something like this. Thank you, great post. It, it doesn't work. You you should to bring additional value, uh, help others, support others. Think about them how you can improve their lives, simplify their lives, decide their problems. If you can help on uh, influencers' posts, just uh, bringing additional value, people are interested who uh, help them and they open your profile I can follow. Yeah, very simple. It takes time to learn it, you know, to have consistency, to comment a lot because when I started, uh, I thought, it's hard. I can't do it. I can't do it. It's impossible to comment uh, many times a day, but um, it's only a matter of time. If you spend time, you can improve your confidence with that and yeah, can well, write a, a lot of great comments. By the way, you uh, uh, you told that uh, uh, it's better to start from social media uh, or your website, uh, 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 Facebook, LinkedIn, or any other social media platforms. What do you think about focusing? For example, from my experience, uh, I started um, on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, and I failed to get results because uh, I tried to be everywhere, you know, right. <laughs> jack of all trades, master of none. Uh, and uh, I stopped doing this and uh, paid more attention with LinkedIn. I think that many people try to copy Gary Vee, you know, who is successful everywhere. But uh, I think Gary Vee started from one social media as well. And uh, when, uh, if I remember correctly, he told that he tweeted seven years on uh, Twitter uh, each night. Uh, and um, uh, after uh, then he jumped with YouTube, uh, jumped on uh, other social media platforms. Uh, but when he uh, had these resources, uh, what do you think about focusing? Is it a good idea to focus on one platform or it's better to repurpose your content in many different platforms? No, I, I totally agree. I think you should focus. And he, he's a great example of that because like you said, he did until he was able had the resources and all that to, to really expand out. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely much better to go big and to go deep uh, on, on the primary platform that your audience is on versus just trying to kind of throw scraps at all these different platforms just to check a box and just to say, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm here, I'm there. But if it's, if you're bad everywhere, then, <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty terrible. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, from my experience, bad content do doesn't exist. You know, <laughs> when people, uh, I think um, 
vulnerability, you know, when uh, people feel, think uh, shame, uh, I can't post great content, I can't film a great video, uh, that's why they don't do it. And uh, uh, many studies uh, share that uh, uh, content creators never film the second video, never record the second podcast, and uh, don't post a lot because they can't create uh, great content, high-quality content, and uh, they... Uh, uh, think about judgment that uh, others will criticize them. Oh, it's poor quality. You are not good with that. But you know, uh, for me, uh, uh, quality uh, is less important than quantity because you can't create quality without quantity. You can't create uh, awesome video without filming many videos. You can't create awesome posts without uh, posting a lot. Uh, what do you think about um, improving your skills? For example, if you want to create your brand, how to improve your uh, quality step by step? Sure. Yeah, so I, and I think there there does need to be a balance kind of between quality and quantity. Um, obviously, you want quality, or nobody will will care to consume your content. So it it needs to be it needs to be you know a, a, a quality in the respect that it helps them and it'll help uh, solve a problem. But but yeah, quantity you, you definitely need um, to build that consistency in that recognition because you want people to see you continually and to see the good stuff that that you can bring to them um so as far as is is creating that i think i think it's good to 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 focus on um maybe one or two uh, uh tools that you want to start with so I mean, I, I know people and i'm sure you do too on linkedin who've become very successful uh, by focusing on a podcast. So they, they create a podcast and uh, bring on guests. They talk about their expertise, all these great things, and people gradually start to follow them. And, and that just kind of steamrolls. They're then able to use that podcast content for, for written articles or for uh, memes or gr graphics or, or whatever. Um, uh, so that's, that's a, a huge thing video so it's funny both of these areas i am am working on my skill set for because i don't have any background in producing video producing podcasts but i'm just now getting started kind of even at this point in my career to uh, to build those skills and it is a good lesson it's never too late to yeah. uh, to to create to build new skills because um, things constantly change too so you can't sit stagnant you have to to keep up and and train yourself and it's yeah i think you really start with what are the tactics what are the tools that most appeal to your audience yeah i couldn't agree more with that uh, of course, uh, yeah, it's like consistency uh, to do something uh, and uh, to create content. It's never late. It's never late. It doesn't matter where you are, which circumstances you have. Uh, yeah, I have learned about Jack Ma, uh, founder of uh, Alibaba, and he told that uh, he uh, earned $10 a month in 35 years <laughs> you know when he was 35 years he earned only 10 dollars a month uh, wow. where he uh, proclaimed that uh, he created uh, the first piece of content in 
yeah, it's the same, like 35 years. Um, yeah, you, you can imagine. No, it, it's never late. It doesn't matter what age you have. Just do it. Believe that you can. And uh, uh, don't care about... Uh, uh haters <laughs> for example when i started my russian youtube channel i i got a lot of haters a lot of they told me no way uh, go away to ukraine uh, don't speak russian <laughs> and uh, uh, that was the same with my english you know uh i think that uh, uh, uh you know i felt that i i, I can't do it when you start you always have this feeling i don't know how you can do it but just do it day by day just film videos just uh, do your stuff and you can improve confidence and quality step by step yeah i completely agree okay uh let's talk about um creating um, the strategy for buying journey uh for example uh, I, i'm not sure that it's a good idea to uh, only sell products of course it's better to create brand awareness but how to uh create this journey how to create content strategy uh for brand awareness sure yeah so and for me it always always starts with with the per, with the customer with the audience mm -hmm. yeah you know, what how can you help them how can you help them succeed so um so it's it's kind of putting that that plan together uh as far as one you know who are they and just really understanding as much about the customer as you can learning where they hang out where they spend time and it's typically on one of the, the more po popular social channels, uh, though some people do spend time on multiple channels, depending on kind of their mood or what they're looking to, to gain out of them. But it's it's um, starting with with the who, who you're after, and then, of course, how you can help them. <clears throat> and then you you produce content to to help them and you publish those. Uh, you have them on your website, you have them on, on the social, those key social channels. And in some instances to really expand your reach and expand your audience, you would look at paid social because, you know, all these uh, channels do not um, uh, send out as much uh, content and all that for free like they used to. So you kind of have to do the free side and the paid side to really get your message uh, out there. <clears throat> so I think most, most of the strategies we can tend to overcomplicate. Um, I think if you start with something simple like that, who are you trying to reach? What kind of information will help the most? How can you get that out to them and then send that out and, uh, and just continue to, to listen to grow, to create new stuff, uh, and you build trust. You build that relationship that um, people will come back to you over and over, and uh, and you'll really begin to, to build your brand. Okay. Uh, you mentioned about um, searching where your audience uh, spends time. How to find this data? For example, uh, my audience might be on LinkedIn or Twitter, but how do I know that they're on these platforms? Well, and that's a that's a good question. Um, there, you know, there's there's research, and and I tend to go to sources, various sources, and you can find a lot of those just through Google. Is just kind of research um, where different demographics. It could be uh, people of certain ages. Could be um, based on where they 
where they live, what kind of careers they work, all these these different types of er, uh, areas, and uh, and that information is is usually pretty pretty readily available. But also just by spending time on some of these platforms, you see who is there, and so so Facebook, um, you know, tends to be a lot of just more personal personal stuff, but with, with, uh, you know, as, as many users as they have active, I mean, your audience is there. I mean, they are there <laughs> to some degree. Um, uh, and with LinkedIn, um, not as many users as, as a Facebook, but, but, uh, professionals are there. Executives are there. Um, people looking for, for careers, all these types of, uh, people are there. So, yeah, I think it's just, it's some simple research. Um, uh, and I know there are some uh, tools out there that, that will kind of help you to do that. But um, yeah, it's, it, you just have to look really. Uh, I think uh, Ren Fishkin uh, has this tool, Spartora, uh, that uh, helps to find where your audience is. But you know, it's interesting that uh, I not always, um, you know, it's not like, not always. I mean, um, for me, it's more important uh, how you like uh, choosing platform. For example, uh, if you are not good with Twitter and you know that your audience on Twitter, <laughs> choose another platform. You you can use Instagram. For example, I have uh, a lot of great examples when people... Um, uh, they analyze that their audience on one platform, for example, even on Facebook, because 3 billion people are there, but they don't like Facebook. They can't get high engagement there. Uh, it doesn't mean that you need to be there. For example, uh, I think uh, brands today uh, get like 3% of engagement rate on Facebook. For example, if you have uh, 10,000 followers, you can get only 300 people who might see your post. Uh, on LinkedIn, we have much higher high, um, uh, engagement. And um, yeah, it's better to uh, choose platforms where you feel confident. For example, if you like to spend time on Instagram, why not? You can find on Instagram, just uh, create uh, content that people like on Instagram. And you can find your uh, customers everywhere. You can create brand awareness on any platforms, just uh, provide stuff that people like on uh, these platforms. And it's more interesting when people told me, uh, you can't create entertainment content on LinkedIn because uh, uh, only serious people here. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's not true. People are people. And of course, yeah, we can change our mindset on different platforms. But it's more important to be yourself. Don't limit with some standards. Don't limit your uh, content ideas with some common thinking, generic stuff. Uh, stand out from the rest. Be yourself, you know, create content that you like. For and uh, if you want to create entertainment content on LinkedIn, you will win because your uh, competitors will do generic stuff. You know, it's like stand, standing out from the rest. Um, can you share more insights how to um, become yourself, how to find these ideas? Uh, because, for example, uh, I can tell why I want to touch this topic. Um, I often get uh, the question how to steal uh, traffic and sales from my competitors. I, I reply to them, don't do it. Why you need to try to overcome their strong sides? If they have strong positions, 
they spend time resources to create this uh, to get these positions they earn them uh, and sometimes it's not good idea for example uh, i i wanna um, launch my tools uh, but i can't compete with hrfs most or samrush because uh, these companies are very big you know and uh, it's better to uh, find their weaknesses uh, what they ignore uh, content gap and jump with that and uh, i never copy them i just uh, go my way what do you think about standing out from the rest yeah uh, yeah all great points for sure um yeah i mean you've got to know who you are and and what you what you bring your expertise and, and all of that but you will always have most likely tons of competitors yeah um, so you can you can go crazy trying to figure out how to beat each one of those. Um, so yeah, you need to focus on, on the value, the individual value that you're bringing your personality um, in your relationships. So, you know, rather than, so for us, example, I mean, rather than focus on what our competitors are doing, we're going to, um, to continually, uh, put out advice, put out helps and, and things that will help our audience. <clears throat> and we're going to engage with the, with them on LinkedIn, on, on uh, Facebook, and um, we're going to build a relationship. And, and really, you know, when you think about it, all of life is really built on healthy relationships. Yeah. So if, if you, um, if you can, if you can focus on, on what you bring to the table, help people um, show your personality, show some fun. Um, you're going to, you're going to build some traction and you're going to build relationships and, and those relationships, you know, you build online as well as offline. Um, so, so yeah, I, I would agree with you in that you need to focus on, on your individual value um, versus, you know, what all your competition is doing. And I can see how some, organizations at, at scale, <clears throat> um, you know, have the brand thing down, but then they're, they're going into competition, just little ways of how they can, can uh, beat them out. But uh, before you can do that, you need to, to know who you are and to, uh, to bring strong offerings to your, to your customers. Okay, uh, let's talk about building relationships with your audience, uh, healthy relationships. Uh, how we can do it? Uh, for example, if I have uh, a, a thousand customers, how I can <laughs> spend time with all of them? Uh, I mean, like I need to communicate on social media, uh, reaching out to them or uh, just create content that they like. Uh, can you share more insights about that? Yeah, I, th I think the first thing is to to share the content that's that's mm -hmm. helpful. Um, and, and of course, if you've got a thousand customers, you want to make sure that your business is delighting them um, in, in the products that you offer, the services that you offer, uh, customer service, you know, all the things that you do for them. You want to make that a, a priority. And of course, you know, Amazon, I think, is, is probably best uh, at that. Um, always delighting people, always creating new stuff. So I think that's, you know, though I don't really know anyone um, at Amazon, <clears throat> I've got a relationship with them and I, I value them um, because of the, you know, the, the way they've 
served me and served my family and other retailers as well. But, but um, first you want to make sure you're taking care of your customers. Then on top of that, yeah, it's the, it's the content that you provide. And then another level to that is when they engage with yours, if they share something that you've, you've posted or they comment, uh, try to make it a priority to respond, to, to engage, <clears throat> because that's, that's how you really take it to a much deeper level and really get to know your customers because then, um, then you've, you've really built trust. You've built more of a personal relationship that, that you can tap into when you need more insights into, into their needs and how to serve them. Um, uh, so, yeah, so I think it's, it's really those, those just investing in them, spending time with them and, and responding when they reach out to you. Um, let's talk about, uh, customers, for example, um, uh, according to uh, a few studies, uh, keeping customers, uh, longer, uh, costs five times, uh, less than, uh, acquiring new ones. Yes. That means, uh, it's better to, uh, uh, have existing customers and even you can, uh, double sales with existing customers because uh, they trust you, uh, it's your loyal audience, uh, how to retain uh, customers longer because today I think it's important for uh, software as a service companies uh, for any products. Yeah, it doesn't matter uh, uh, to retain longer customers because it's uh, customers value. Can you provide your insights how to, to do it? Yeah, yeah. There's no doubt that it's it's cheaper and and much better to to keep existing customers because now you're talking about lifetime value yeah. of a customer. Um, versus constantly churning through them. Um, and of course, when you, when you displease customers, they're usually not quiet about it. They'll, they'll share their uh, terrible experience with you and that just makes it harder to, uh, to find new customers. So yeah, I think to, to, to keep them, I mean, this is, you know, this is not rocket science. It's, it's just pleasing them. It's, um, making sure you're listening to them and responding to them, uh, providing uh, products and services that, that they need, that they value. <clears throat> and, and also just continually seeking to innovate, seeking to, to create new stuff, uh, new things that maybe they didn't think they needed, but would, will find very helpful and, and, and life-changing in, in some respects. So, um, so yeah, I, I don't think it's it's too complex. It's just taking care of them, and um, and you know it's uh, sometimes it's it's more difficult for that for uh, small businesses, really small businesses. You just have to to um, put forth the time and the effort. I know one business that um, was was getting some some complaints on Facebook, and they were not responding. It's like nobody checked the messages. Nobody yeah. was, was paying attention to that. And so it escalated. And so this person started out just sending private messages <clears throat> to the business. They were ignored. Um, and, and they had some, some legitimate issues with the shipment, uh, but they were ignored. And, um, and I, I think 
a week, two weeks or whatever. They kept trying, but were not were unsuccessful. So then they went public. This this customer just started ripping this this uh, this vendor in public, and um, totally preventable. You know, to, it, it just takes the uh, the care and the the time and the effort to to be focused on on your customer because if you don't have customers, you don't have a business. Yeah. So so yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, from my experience uh, as a small agency, uh, we provide uh, no, uh, we provide more than we promise. For example, if uh, I have a customer and um, this customer can order my SEO services, uh, and uh, I tell you need to fix this, you need to create that content, and uh, if I see my customer can't do it, and I have resources with that. I can provide this for free, you know, it means like uh, to provide more than you promise and uh, it helps to keep these customers longer. Uh, you can, uh, it's only example, I think uh, all any companies can find how to uh, provide more than promise, for example, even to um, uh, use content marketing to share value, uh, to provide some guides. Uh, and um, yeah, I, I agree with your point about uh, uh, to reply uh, uh, to your customers when they have some issue uh, because customers are impatient. They want to get answers now. They don't uh, want to wait when you have, uh, find time to reply to them. And uh, your competitors can do this job for you, you know, if it's hard for you. Yeah, Very completely. Sure. Yeah, I completely agree with customer support. Uh, by the way, we, we live in modern world when we, you can use uh, chatbots or many other uh, uh, platforms to reply to your customers if you have more resources. And yeah, yeah, great point. Okay, let's talk about um, uh, analyzing your competitors. Uh, we have competitors. Uh, and um, uh, for example, from my experience, when I create content marketing strategy, I usually check out uh, my competitors' weaknesses, what they ignore. Uh, and it's not only about their competitors. In their competitors as well, you know, they can, uh, for example, if you uh, search on Google, you, you can find Wikipedia uh, or any other uh, websites. But uh, if we compete for getting the top 10 results, that means they are our competitors as well, you know. Uh, okay, they monetize uh, their websites with different methods, but they are competitors. We need to outrank them. And um, uh, can you provide uh, insights how to analyze competitors and find the right strategy uh, what your competitors ignore? Yeah, so, so I think, of course, you start by, by reviewing their websites. You know, yeah. look at their websites and checking out, you know, their products and, um, and the, the content that they share, uh, and, and also their social, social media stuff. One tool that I've used in the past is, is SEM rush. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can use that tool to, to find insights on keywords that, that your competitors are ranking for. Uh, and also even to some degree, uh, some of their paid ads, you can see what, what they're running, um, how they're running. So you can see what they're, they're focusing on. Um, and if you have a, or if you can take a different twist or a, um, maybe you're focused on a different product or a different service or a different audience, whatever you can kind of slip into that, into that gap and provide content, 
uh, that way. <clears throat> so yes, yeah, so I would use some tools like that to, to kind of tap into, into what they're doing. Um, and of course, it's also great to, to follow them, um, you know, follow their, their content, not only check out every now and then, but, uh, but yeah, you'll start to, to kind of put together some patterns and, um, and, uh, and really start to, to, to learn how you can differentiate yourself uh, from what they're doing. So, yeah. Okay, uh, let's talk about uh, creating content. Uh, what type of content uh, to create? For example, uh, I mean, like, um, we have various types of content and uh, audio, text base, uh, images, uh, video content, uh, uh, live streams, webinars, uh, case studies, a lot. How to find uh, which type of content will work for you? Yeah, first you, you need to know what your own strengths are and yeah. your own. Um, uh, so for me, when I started, it's it was all um, the written word. <clears throat> so most of my content on a personal level and some on a, on a, a corporate level um, has been articles, uh, writing uh, written copy posts and sharing those. And um, for me, it's, it's, it's quicker, it's easier. Um, and I can, you know, be kind of creative when the, within that realm. So, so that, I mean, if, if you're a videographer by trade, obviously video is going to be your content of choice, which I'd recommend wholeheartedly, even if you're not, um, that's, that's a skill set that I would, I would learn uh, or outsource. Um, so, yeah, I think you, you've got to know your own skills. You, you've got to know what you love, what you appreciate. I mean, if, if, if you can't, stay in video or whatever, then focus on, on the written word, focus on creating a podcast. <clears throat> um, so, so yeah, it's, it's, it's those things. It's also understanding kind of where your audience is and what they um, like to consume kind of, uh, you know, where they like to consume and all these different types of things. But, but yeah, I think those are just kind of some things to start with as far as, um, Know what type of content you want to launch your brand with? Yeah, I, I so valuable. Uh, I couldn't agree more. You know about uh, analyzing your strong side. Of course, uh, <laughs> yeah. If uh, your boss can tell you, uh, let's go to film videos, and you have no experience with that, how you can create awesome video. Yeah, and uh, it's like multitasking. Uh, I, I had this problem in my company when um, I, I gave tasks uh, for uh, some of my employees, tell them, you should do this. Uh, and, you know, it's like multitasking. <laughs> People, uh, when they have no experience, they can't produce uh, great results. And I decided to quit it. It's better uh, uh, hire experts or skip it. You know, you can't be successful everywhere. Yeah, completely agree with you. Uh, okay, let's talk about your strong side, about writing. How to improve writing skills? Can you share your insights? For example, uh, uh, I struggled with my writing as well. Uh, that was hard. Uh, but, you know, um, uh, I think that only consistency uh, has helped me to improve my writing skills. Uh, I wrote a lot, even if 
even when I don't didn't know what to write, but uh, <laughs> I just uh, did my job. And uh, I've learned from uh, many great authors. Uh, they write every single day. For even Jack London, a hundred years ago, uh, on his books, proclaimed that great authors write plus thousand words. Uh, words a day uh, and they don't search for excuses i have no mood uh, i can't do it today they do their jobs that's it you know yeah uh, can you share your insights how to improve writing skills sure yeah i think you nailed it absolutely <laughs> um yeah the the one thing that or the one person who really got me kind of motivated and started at least in uh, creating content for, for LinkedIn and all that was, was, uh, Seth Godin. Mm, and yeah. he's an author that I've loved for, for many years and have read most of his, his books. And, and he has always talked about, you should be writing something every day, just like you said, <clears throat> you should be writing. And so that's what he does with his blog. And I don't believe that he, he writes a bunch of posts and then schedules them out. I, I believe he does write them each. Um, every day. I could be wrong, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what he had, he had um, said. So, and I've, I've kind of processed that and thought about it, but never did it. And then finally, two years ago, I just bit the bullet and just decided to start. So, so that's what I try to do either one to two posts a day, every now and then I'll, I'll miss a day, but uh, typically one to two posts per day. And I don't really plan them out long-term but but that has helped me a lot and then also one thing that i learned a good while back that helps is by reading more yeah. and so so i try to read more whether it's books or, or articles um, the more you read that can then benefit how you write um, so yeah so i think those are some some basic tips that that are very helpful and it's ultimately, yeah, it's just doing it. It's just, uh, you know, taking the initiative to do it. Okay. Yeah. I, I love so good books, uh, very valuable books. And uh, I check out his, uh, blog posts as well. It's interesting. I think, you know, uh, uh it proves that, uh, quantity is more important than quality, you know, because, uh, many marketers proclaim that you need to create quality. It's nonsense, you know, uh, you can't create uh, quality if you can't create quantity, you should improve your skills. It's like a uh, great sportsman, they train every day. You can't be a great boxer uh, to fight with Tyson Fury or Deontay Wilder and many other uh, famous boxers. If you have no experience, you should train every day, sparring with others uh, to start from local uh, uh, sportsman uh, turners and uh, go step by step. It's the same with any niches. Just do your job every day. Improve your skills, uh, confidence. Uh, go step by step, and yeah, writing. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. I think you said that. I think you said that really well because because basically what you're saying is that quantity feeds your quality. Yeah. Uh, the the more you're you're doing quantity wise, the better your quality gets. So yeah, there's there's kind of a a, a really strong partnership with those two. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and I have the last question: How our audience can learn more about you, uh, reach out to you, and uh, yeah, uh, any uh, methods how to reach out to you? Yeah, absolutely. So. 
So um, the company website is uh, Emory, E-M-O-R-Y, solutions.com. Um, all that information is on my LinkedIn. I mean, I'm on a few different platforms. The LinkedIn is, is by far my favorite and the one that I, I spend the most time on. But yeah, you can find me, just search Clint Hankinson. I think I'm the only one. There might be one other. But, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'd love to, to connect or, or you can follow me. And, uh, and I love to engage and do that as much as I can. So, so yeah, it's LinkedIn and then it's uh, Emory Solutions. Um, and we have a page on LinkedIn that you can follow as well. But yeah, I would love to, to connect with your audience. Cool, cool. Okay, guys, you can find all uh, mentioned links in the description below. Uh, listen to us on Spotify, Apple, Google. Uh, it's a big pleasure to learn from you, Clint. You know, very valuable insights. Uh, I like your uh, sharing about strong side that you uh, be consistent uh, with any, uh, yeah, uh, many great tips. Yeah, big pleasure to learn from you. And uh, always welcome to see you again. Thanks. Thanks so much. It's been an honor. Yeah. Okay, guys. See you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.